let me read a quote from your latest book, which I find uh, really fascinating. And maybe you can talk to that a little bit more. Goes like this. If this time is different, is the most expensive phrase in investing. I would like to nominate I don't know as the most overlooked phrase in investing with I was wrong as a close second. As is so often the case, the usefulness of these beliefs in an investment context is directly proportional to their behavioral difficulty. Acceptance of uncertainty and a belief in personal fallibility are remunerated precisely because they come so hard to uh, humankind. It is strange to consider that many of the most effective tactics in investing have, I don't know, at the core. Passive investing, and maybe I can personally add here, trend following and managed futures, is the embodiment of I don't know investing. I think this is really critical to understand what this really means because interestingly enough one of the key phrases that has uh, really been in our industry for a very long time since the the 80s and i think it was a, a gentleman called larry height that kind of phrase phrased it back then is knowing what you don't know mm-hmm. and i think this is this is important but i'd love to hear your kind of you know diving a little bit more into to to this uh, part of 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 your um, findings so you you mentioned earlier the the human desire for stories and so for much of human history that's how we connected that's how we transmitted information and and connected with each other research out of princeton shows that when two people are sitting across from each other so you and i are having a conversation if they take a brain scan of each of our brains they don't look much alike initially you know when we're having a conversation uh, yours is much better than mine. So, but then when I start to tell you, when I start to tell you a story, though, our brain activity syncs up. So, in a very, very real sense, we are hungry for stories. We are wired for stories, and we want stories in the market because it gives us certainty, right? Or, or at least a, a false sense of certainty. We want the world to make sense, you know, at a fundamental level. We don't want to embrace the chaos of life and markets. And so stories do a lot to sort of soothe our psychic pain. But as you said, uh, a lot of the best approaches to investing, be it trend following, high conviction, sort of uh, quant value, passive investing, uh, uh, you know, uh, many, many we could name, have I don't know at the base. Mm -hmm. You know, we are following rules. We are following rules based on what's worked historically, um, but we don't know. Like, you know, I, I don't know who's going to, you know, uh, win the next election. And, you know, I give the example uh, when when Donald Trump won the election in the U.S. I mean, I did not know that. I think ne- nearly nearly no one expected that. Uh, it was not as I expected. And when he when he won, I don't know if you remember, but that night the futures were just mm-hmm. decimated. And I said to myself, like, this is it. You know, you had you had Paul Krugman and other sort of esteemed economists coming out and saying, well, this is it. Like, this is the end of the American economy as we know it. Stock market's going to go, you know, go straight to hell. And my rules said, no, you know, my rules at that time were saying, stay put. My brain, uh, you know, my expectations, my sort of discretionary sense of risk was all flashing warning signs. But my rules said to say invested. 
And I'm so glad I listened to my rules because, of course, we've had a, you know, we've had a nice run since then, notwithstanding recent turbulence. And it's just that there's going to be a million examples of this. It's much more pleasing to be the macro discretionary guy that gets to go to the conference and weave this complicated narrative about what's going to happen in the Trump presidency. It's much less sexy to be Daniel Crosby and to go, you know, I don't know, uh, but historically, history tells me I need to stay put. I have no idea what's going to happen. Uh, and so it becomes a problem. It's, it's tough. But you have to convince yourself. Even if you can't convince other people, you have to convince yourself. You know, Dan Egan, behavioral scientist at Betterment, wrote a, wrote a great piece recently about how all investors need a faith. You know, and he sort of compared the different uh, ways of operating within markets to, to a religion almost and said, look, it doesn't, uh, you know, you, you need to believe in something. You know, whether the something you believe in is, is managed futures or value investing or passive investing or whatever it is, you need an internal sense of belief because that's what's going to see you through the hard times. So, yeah, I, I, I never know what's going to happen, but I know, but I am a market historian and I know what's happened previously. And I feel that I can tilt probability in my favor by operating within those parameters. But it sure is hard to not have a story when you want one. Yeah, I mean, it really something I certainly uh, still meet after all these years and, and, you know, with lots of investors. And, you know, you, you, you come there, you show them, a, you know, a 20, 30, 40 year track record and, and they still question so so why do you think this works i mean and and at the same time they will turn on you know the the news media and listen to someone make a prediction where we all know we all know that you can't predict the future so it's it's really mind-boggling sometimes how difficult for us to uh, you know get that message across really but there we are 